0: Are they going to go away to school and get a degree and then you know blah 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 and they don't ever and i'm like well why can't they go to school and take courses to become a better martial art instructor maybe an owner of a business they just don't see that there's a future even though they see you and i or other instructors um making an incredible living at what we do they don't see themselves as being able to do that and replicate that which is a shame
1: For over 260 episodes, Dwayne Brummett and Allie Albarigo have been sharing how to take your martial arts school to the next level. Welcome to another edition of SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Now, here's your host, Dwayne and Allie. Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, uh, wonderful to see you again this week, sir. Yes,
0: always doing. Always, it's it's great to uh,
1: meet with you because I just
0: met with my buddies that I always do for breakfast on Wednesdays. Rush home, do a coaching call, and then prepare for our podcast. So Wednesday's a good day for me. I kind of be I'm around all my friends and, and yourself. I, I wish you lived closer. We would get together for dinner and things like that.
1: But so we get to see each other every week. I see you more though than I see most of my friends. I, I I agree. I, I say the same thing about you. I see you uh, more than I see the my friends in town. So yeah, isn't that crazy? So cool. Yep. So how, how's everything going with you? Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, in fact, uh, the new location <laughs> uh, we just signed up last night. We just signed up our uh, very very first new you know uh, uh, official student, if you will, at the new location. So
0: wow, that's outstanding. I mean that that is something that I think is like something to be. Um, locked in time. I I just watched a great interview with Miley Cyrus on The Kevin Hart Show. One thing I liked that she said, she goes, I really wish I could go back. And then she she said, and she tapped her forehead like this. And she goes, and take a mental picture. Be really aware of the mental picture so that I remember that moment in time. Because she says, there's too many things that happened in her life that she never slowed down enough to remember. And for you, um, this one student, who knows, they may turn out to be a black belt one day, right? They might be gone in three weeks, but that first student is always pretty important, right? So that's great. Congratulations on that.
1: Yeah. And you know, the weird thing is, I don't even know this person. Like, I'm not yeah. there. I, I, yeah. So that's even, even uh, more, uh, that's I, uh, more weird. That is, uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: well I mean, uh, I remember
0: when I had multiple locations and I kinda I didn't love that I was like this, but I didn't know names of people. I mean now I know the name of every single student. I know the parents and what parent goes with what kid, you know. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, can I help you? They're like, Oh no, I'm just dropping off my son for the last two years. I'm like, Who's your son? You know, like that's terrible, right? Yeah. You know, so uh so I'm back in touch, but you're right, when you have multiple locations and you're not running them and you're not there every day, how are you gonna know every
1: single person unless you take the time to go there, get to know everybody equally as well. But that's yeah. a lot of work. It is. It is. I mean, I guess the only other way would be, uh, I know uh, Professor Hafner, or Grandmaster Hafner now, uh, you know, he would also always, uh, they would take pictures of, uh, I don't know if he still does this, but he takes, you know, obviously a picture of the new student, but also the family members uh, as well. So like two different pictures. And then he would write the names on the pictures and then memorize them. Yeah, well, the good thing about Spark
0: is that you you can upload their photo, right? So when you pull up their attendance, you see their photo. So it's very easy to associate the two. It doesn't have the thing with the parents, which is kind of a cool idea as well. But um, but yeah, at least you associate the kid and their name, you know, their face and their
1: name. So that's
0: pretty awesome.
1: Yep. So t- uh, today we decided that we're going to talk about you know developing an instructor in a year, uh, you know, a head instructor in a year because yep. um. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, COVID kind of uh, uh, did a did a number on us with regards to what we call our storm team. So let me just kind of back up and say that we got your regular program and then you then you get nominated to go into leadership. That's the upgrade program where you're going to learn. Um, you know, weapons and leadership skills and, and that type, and, and, and uh, different advanced techniques, that type of stuff. And then the, the level above that is actually our STORM team, Special Team Role Models. They're the ones that get to learn how to teach. They're the apprentices, if you will, yeah, right. in, in our program. And I think your apprentices, you call them leadership, right? Yeah, we have
0: ours is called the Team Leadership Character Development Program, and then that's called TLCD for short. And then we have uh, instructor training program ITP, and they're combined together. They're kind of the same program. and one kind okay. you, know, you know, one is you know for younger and older, you know, together.
1: So um, uh, our our storm team program is is a 24 month program. So okay, uh, you you come in at a certain belt level. Of, of course, you got to be uh, at least in leadership. You know, for for us, it's leadership for six months before you can be nominated to go into uh, storm team. But uh, that's a 24 month period where they're going to learn a bunch of information and come in and, and obviously um, uh, do their, their skills out on the floor, you know, helping out in, in their hands-on training. But to ramp that up for us, you know, to a 24 month, uh, or excuse me, from a 24 month to, uh, to a, you know, a one-year program, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Because I had two specific individuals in mind to hire as instructors so backing up again to what I said before, COVID kind of hurt us with regards to, you know, I had, uh, let's see, one, two, three instructors that never came back after COVID. Wow. Um, two of them uh, went and found jobs at, at other places because I couldn't afford to have them. Right. You know? And then, and and they both are still students. They just, they're not instructors anymore. Yeah and then the other one uh got married and moved away anyways so right. uh we weren't gonna have him anyhow you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and so i had two other storm team members that were uh, uh, uh you know the age either 15 or 16 in order to hire uh you know during COVID, they turned 15 and 16. And, but because of COVID, they were doing virtual and they were not willing to come back to do physical classes. So therefore I was yeah. like, well, I'm not gonna ask them to be an instructor, right? Cause you're not yeah. willing to come in and be a student. Well, then it got to a point where, you know um, one of them was quitting. And then I talked to him over Skype uh, or no, uh, over Zoom and said, hey, you know, look, I, I, I'd love to have you as an instructor. Is it something that you would consider? he took a day or two and then got back with me on zoom and he said, no. And then the same thing with the, uh, the other lady, uh, who she turned 16 and, uh, you know, she basically turned me down as well. And so I'm short instructors yeah. now. So we're almost to the level that we were right before COVID, but we're operating with less staff. Right. Uh, and you know, I, I need bodies on the floor and I need to clean them up. So, you know, so one, yeah. is train mean, instructors, but, but this call specifically is how do you train an, uh, a head instructor? So maybe, right. you know, somebody that, uh, you know, from zero to hero in, in 12 months. So, well, what would you say first off
0: would be your thoughts on what a head instructor's job responsibility is? Yeah. right. Yeah. Somebody like that. Is that Ed McMahon they call him? I have no idea why I'm getting a phone call because this is a number that no one knows. So it must be spam, but I only use this phone because um, I will use it to do out- outgoing calls and it's cheaper to keep the phone than get rid of it with my cable service. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I, I'm like, I want to cancel the phone. Like, Oh, your bill's going to go up by 50 bucks. I'm like, how oh, does that make any sense? It doesn't make any right? sense Yeah, so So what is your thoughts on um,
1: like qualifications,
0: Yeah, you know, qualifications of what we would consider, and maybe they are different tiers, like uh, an instructor, a, you know, head instructor. Like, what are the differences and thoughts?
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, one, <laughs> if they need to be a head instructor, I mean, I would think that they need to be 18 or older. I mean, definitely. Um, I kind of like the, the 21 or older <laughs> type thing if they're going to be in charge of everybody. But I would consider 18 and older would be okay. okay. Um, I also, you know, as a head instructor, they need to be at least a black belt. You know, right. so with the first degree black belt, in my opinion. Okay. And then, you know, moving from there, um, in most cases for me, uh, up until this point, you know, they they have at least been on the, you know, they went through the storm team curriculum, which is a 24 month curriculum. And then they've been out on the floor for another two years, uh, you know, as an instructor helping out. Right. So it gives me four years of preparing them to be, you know, a head instructor. Right. right. Um, that's in a perfect world. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, so and and by the way, I've not done it like, you know, some of the other schools. I don't know. if You've done this. I know, um, you know, Melody Schumann. That's not Schumann anymore. I, but that's how I know her. Um, why, why can't I think of her? Oh, Johnson. Melody Johnson. Um, you know, she's hired people off the street. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I, to, I, I've done that once or twice as well. Okay. I mean, they have to have qualifications. Obviously, they need to have yeah. a martial arts background and those type of things. So I guess we need to clarify your question. You know, are you talking off the street? Are you talking somebody in-house?
0: Well, I, that's, that's a big question, right? So like some people want to only have homegrown people as instructors. And I see the benefit to having a homegrown instructor because they've been with you for a long period of time. They know your system, they know how you teach, they know what you're all about, your your protocols, your integrity, your mindset. Um, That's part of the homegrown. Like I've hired, I hired a great instructor. Um, He was more of an MMA guy, you know, had great striking and kicking skills, a lot of great grappling and groundwork. Um, He became a student to train because he wanted to learn our system But um, he never quite embraced what we did. So like people, like I teach a class and I teach the classical art that we're we're known for. And they go, people would say, wow, we haven't seen that forever. All we do is punch and kick and do what he he specialized in. So that was, um, that was tough at the time because I wasn't getting my art taught. So if you have someone you could hire that's willing to actually dive in and take your art on and learn from you and teach like you and learn your martial art, then I think that could work. Unless you have a generic style, like let's just say that it's a, a karate kick, kickboxing type program, you could hire anybody. They need to know how to kick and punch. When I had a kickboxing program, I could hire instructors left and right. It's easy, yeah. right? But not, they could learn my, my systems, you know, like the, the way we do our class structure. Um, but they knew how to do left, you know, roundhouse, front kick, one-two jab it was easy.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I think, you know, hiring a, or excuse me, uh, creating a head instructor in 12 months or less, um, you know, they need to either be one of your top students, right? Um, or they need to be somebody from the outside that, like you said, is willing to um, work in, inside of the system that that you've created, Right. Yeah, I've even hired ninjutsu
0: instructors that had high rank in ninjutsu. And then they came to our school to teach and I gave them like a trial run, like a week I had them work. And, um, that also was kind of a nightmare too, because they had their own way of doing everything. And then their, their opinions and and their, their flow and the, the energies and all that stuff was way different. But, um, yeah, it's 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 not easy. Trust me to have to, to have people. It's better to train them, in my opinion, um, that and they're your students. But to train them to be the instructors that you need.
1: Yeah, agreed. No, I I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but I will say too that if you don't have um, some sort of structured program to to actually start training them, I I would encourage, you know, I would encourage everyone uh, to do that. I know, like when I, I first started and I didn't really have a storm team I would say hey you want to help out with class you know right right and they would come out and help and uh and and I actually had to go back and go okay what do I really want them to know at each level right you know and 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 kind of flesh that out in order for me to you know hopefully create you know out of 10 people hopefully create two of them you know that I could actually hire
0: yeah and you know what? I think, though, that a lot of times and you and I have had this discussion way back when, like um, you mentioned before that maybe they should be black belts. Right. Or at least a black belt. But then there are I think there could be phases of instructor
1: like the BJJ well, I'm a fucking head instructor. That's what I mean.
0: Right. But I'm saying, though, like even in the BJJ art, you could have your own school and run it and teach and be a purple belt and a blue belt, you know, they, and they don't really look down upon that in that system because that blue belt is six or seven years of hardcore training. So like, if you had phases where let's just say from zero to three years was a phase one instructor from three years to five years of phase two and five to seven years was a phase one, which would be the, the head guy. Um, you could make those, and they don't have to necessarily have belts, but more like experience. You could
1: then make that a culture within your school where people wouldn't question it. Right. Well, and I don't know that anybody's going to question it unless they have prior experience anyways. Right. right. Most, most parents don't even ask me what art do I teach? Right. Like they, they have and, and of course, you know, yours is ninjutsu because it's in your name. So that's a yeah. little bit different. But yeah. for us, I don't even have parents that ask my criteria where I learned X, right. Y, or Z. I mean, none of that stuff. So right. I I'm not too concerned about that.
0: Yeah. I once had a parent um, pull me off to the side. I had two instructors teaching at the time. One of them is my guy now, Ryan, that's still with me all these years, but he has a baby face. Even now, he looks like he could be in his twenties and he's like 34. Um, uh, But, uh, and then I had this other guy, Um, he, his name was Donald. He's now an emergency room surgeon. Um, But uh, Donald was like 14 at the time. Ryan was like 19 at the time. And the mom pulled me off to the side and she's like, you know, listen, you know, we would prefer to have older people teaching our kids. And I said, oh, you wouldn't. I said, like who? Which one are you referring to? So like that, you know, there, Sensei Donald. And I'm like, okay. He had, at 14 or 15, he had a receding hairline already. He's losing his hair. So I said, oh, you'd like, you'd rather have an older instructor teach you'd like Sensei Donald, who's 14, versus Renchi Ryan, who's 19. Oh, Renchi Ryan's 19? I, he looks so young. I said, you can't judge a book by its cover, right? So you have to be really careful. But perception
1: is reality in people's eyes, right? No, it definitely is. I get that. I get that. So, what so, would you say? Would the traits be? Uh, you mean for the the instructors? Yeah, the head instructor, like a head instructor. What would they be able? What should they do? What would you look for? Yeah. In- well. Yeah. One. I mean, uh, obviously, integrity. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing. And then from there, uh, you know, do they do they love love the art? you know, that we're doing. And also, do they love the students? I mean, I think if they have integrity, they love the art and they love the students. And then if they're teachable, uh, you know, then uh so they have humility. I, I think if they have, you know, those those four traits, um you know, it can happen. I mean, I, I really do. Everything can be everything else can be taught. So tell me what you think teachable means.
0: Like, what would they what would they be able like? What is teachable? Like learning the moves, learning how to teach like what what are those things that you would want them to have that you could do
1: well the the humility to um okay so the the courage to go out and make mistakes but the humility to own up to them and be taught the the a better way to do right does that, does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely I mean, you know I, I i always tell my storm team members that, uh and then even my instructors i i expect you to make mistakes you know, one of the concepts that we talk about is that um, I want you to make mistakes and I want you to make them early.
2: Right. Right. The
1: other thing is uh, there's a few things that will, there's only a few things that will make me angry. You know, one is saying my bad.
0: Mm, what oh, I, I, hate, that bad. I can't
1: stand that either. Ugh, yeah. God. Two is seeing something that needs to be done and doing nothing about it. Right. Um, and then I tell them, you know, look, uh, I would rather you see something that needs to be done. You do it. You make your best decision and try to solve that problem and be wrong, right? Then for you to see it and not do anything at all. Yeah, I said, that's the quickest way to piss me off is, you know, is, is to, to to do that. Now, yeah. if you did something wrong, then I can say, Okay, what you know, what was your thinking? You know, how did you come to that conclusion? Why did you think that was the best answer to solve that problem? Yeah, then I can see where they're coming from. And then I can go, Oh, okay, I can see. And, and that allows me to one to see where they're coming from Two, they they, they understand that I will listen to them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is really important. And then three from that, I think of that I've earned, uh, at least in their eyes, and most of the times I've earned the right to then give them the uh, the better answer or the better way of doing it and the right, reason right. why. So I don't right. just say next time do this you know, I just say, okay, I can see where you're coming from. I understand exactly how you made that decision. Here's where I'm coming from. And here's the reason that this decision and and the answer should have been X instead of Y.
2: Yeah,
0: I I find that's a great answer, by the way. And I I think that um, a lot of times people are, are, they believe that they're willing to learn, but they they don't, you know, the old saying, you're hearing me, but you're not listening, or you're listening, but you're not hearing like whatever. Um I find like even with a few of my younger guys one of them is 17 and one of them is 15 um and I'll tell them what I want them to do and how to do it and the next time I turn around they're back to doing it the way they want it you know and I and it bothers me because um it affects the class like the other yeah. day we had a lot of little warriors 2 to 4 year olds in a class and I'm watching from home Wrenchy Ryan is in the other room and I'm watching the other instructor teaching and the kids are like just literally running like mad and I go I text Wrenchy Ryan, you need to get in that classroom right now. So I'm talking to a parent. I said, forget it. Go in and control that classroom. Because the other five parents that are watching are upset that their kids are not doing anything. So, I mean, like, and I've had this conversation with these two younger black belts as well. But Ryan said to me, he goes, we're the only ones that can control those little little warriors. And I'm like, well, we have to then teach these people to be able to do that. Or it's valueless having them on the floor. Yeah. Right? It's, that doesn't make any sense. So. So yeah teachability right having the ability to learn and have have humility to um, accept the fact that you're maybe you can learn right and you're yeah.
1: incorrect and and, and and I think if you set it up in the beginning and let them know um, one uh, i expect you to make mistakes and i would rather you make them early and quickly yeah um, and you know two is that you know if if i give you instruction You know, it's your responsibility then to pick up on that and and utilize it now. And I also tell my employees that if you uh, if you lose like if you see because we we have a pretty set schedule every week. You're working this. You're working this. Yeah. If your hours dropped and it's not because we're closed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, If Your hours drop, then, you know, look, it's your responsibility to come up to me. Right. And ask me, you know, hey, Mr. Brummett, why did why did I lose hours? I said, because what will eventually happen is if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and I've already instructed you, you're going to start losing hours. Right. And pretty soon you'll have zero hours. Yeah. And then, you know, my thought is, well, you know, look, if they if they're losing hours and they're willing to come up to me and ask why now they want to learn. Right. Right. And And if they don't, then eventually they're not going to have any hours. Right.
0: Yeah, so I, I mean, I think that, that that's a great way to do it. It's almost like they're policing themselves and understanding that there's repercussions for their inaction or actions that they're taking and then they're they're in control. So um, I like I, that mindset.
1: And I, and, I, and I do approach them if there's something that needs to be fixed before I cut their hours. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not yeah. like I just cut their hours. I just yeah. say, you know, hey, Joe, I don't have a Joe on staff. So, you know, hey, Joe, uh, I saw that this happened, blah, 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 what was your thinking behind that? uh thinking this okay um well here's another way to approach this here's my reasoning behind it in the future <laughs> i would like you to do x y and z in those situations does that right. make sense yes sir or no sir okay yeah. and then you know so uh yeah that's that's i think anybody that is has the humility has integrity um loves the art loves the the, the you know teaching people I think they could become phenomenal instructors. I really, really yeah. do. So I think that, I think the biggest
0: problem with martial art instructors or upcoming instructors is the lack of understanding that this could be a viable living, right? So, oh, sure. um, you know, it's always been like, you know, parents have had their kids in leadership team. They're like, okay, they're loving it. They love teaching are they going to go away to school and get a degree? And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they don't ever. And I'm like, well, why can't they go to school and take courses to become a better martial art instructor, maybe an owner of a business? They just don't see that there's a future, even though they see you and I or other instructors um, making an incredible living at what we do. They don't see themselves as being able to do that and replicate that, which is a shame. So I think we have to paint that picture at times for that, for them as well.
1: Well, and, and, you know, what is it? I don't know, probably uh, 85 to 90% of your clientele and my clientele are all um, clock-in workers. They're not entrepreneurs. Right, right. So they're not going to see, in most case. and, and look, we need clock-in workers, every, you know, but uh, you need hourly employees. Every, every business does. Um, but they don't have the entrepreneurial mindset in most cases. And it probably is more like, you know, 90 to 95%.
0: Right. And I don't know if we necessarily want them to have an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. Because then those ones that have that might be the ones that develop into our competition and start their own school because they get one parent in their ear. Hey, if if you did this on your own, we me and the rest of this group would follow you. Right. So a lot of times that happens to instructors as well. Where they don't understand, like they could do better with us than they could do away from us, right? Because they don't realize all the struggles that goes on within running a martial arts school.
1: Right. No. 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 I get that, but I, you know, but I also then think at that point, and this is a different topic. At that point, you know, uh, you know, setting up the structure in a way that that is uh, more appealing to that individual. Right. Um, Or those individuals um, can be done, you know. Okay, So So, number one, you said teachability.
0: Right. Humility. Right. Was the other one that they need to
1: have. Integrity, humility. Yeah. The love for the art and the love for the students.
0: Right. So those are all the main staples for a person that you would believe would be the right fit. So now how do you go about approaching teaching them? And we have our every Saturday morning at 830. We do 830 to 915. Um, They do a leadership class. And then from 9.15 to 10 is the next class, which is kids where they stay and they'll help assist and teach and be a part of it. So they're getting classroom experience, practical experience. And then we do Tuesdays, um, which is like a makeup, which is very rarely attended because it's early for most older uh, students. So Um, But uh, we do have that available so that they get to learn and be a part of. So do you have a certain methodology that you put your people through, like they have to train for so many months and they have to teach for so many months or assist for so many months and so on?
1: Yeah. So part of it is they have to do at least uh, one class per week. You know, um, you know uh, what we call. I can't even think of the word right now but but hands-on training so okay. hands-on training that to come in and at least do one class per week most of our storm team they're in doing two classes per week okay so they're in there and then uh i'm going to share this on the screen um let me know when you can see this i can see it okay all right so uh this is our our uh, storm team binder if you will right so when they're learning the white belt material uh, there, there's three months of information that they have to learn. So let's just say the physical material, they have to learn, you know, a third of it, a third of it, a third of it, and how to teach the physical material. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And then they have a mental lesson, which is the four rules of teaching. Got it. So, uh, you know, demonstration, explanation. Um, uh, uh, I, I can't think of the four rules right now. Yeah. Um, Ah, here. I think I put it up here. No. What is it? All right. Here we are the four rules of, of, of teaching. So, you know, explanation, demonstration, correction and repetition. So that's the four rules of teaching. And then they have to do a final test. So their final test is they have to do all of their all the physical skills. Oh, by the way, each month. So this month, one they have to whatever let's say they have to you know teach uh you know front kick low block middle punch and the attention stance and then the 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 ready stance right mm-hmm. and how to bow then they actually they actually come in for a 15 minute private lesson uh for their storm team test and they have to do that test they have to sh- they have to teach us how they would teach it, I like and, it. and 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 then uh there's also an online um test as well for the four rules of teaching and also the physical teaching so you know on the online uh test they basically uh do a um uh like th- it's questions so it would it would be when you teach bow how low do you teach them to bow right you know, is, it, is it 35 degrees 45 degrees 90, 90 degrees when the when you teach them to bow do they you know do you teach them to bow uh with their with you know bend at the waist only or bend at the waist and elbows uh and you know and then even looking you know how do they look when they bow do they look forward do they look at the ground i mean there's all those things in that in that written test right same thing with a front kick how many positions to a front kick what part of the foot they hitting with so uh and then month two they teach the other third physically in in-house Month three, they teach the other third physically in-house. And then they have to come in and and, and do a physical test over all of it. So they got to they gotta basically, this is a half an hour test. Okay, great. So they physically come in and do that. And then we move on to month uh, uh, yellow belt. And there's three months of yellow belt teaching. So again, all the yellow belt material is broken up. Physical material is broken up into three different you know sections. So a third, a third, and a third. And then they learn, uh, understand the, uh, the, 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 three learning styles, you know, obviously uh, me- um, uh, visual, uh, auditory, and then kinesthetic. Great. Then again, once again, they, they they do their three months of testing, and then they do a final test. Same thing with Orange Belt. So you can see how that all works, how to use positive reinforcement in the class, and on and on and on. You know, now when they get to Orange Belt with a white stripe, it's just one month of material. So we we ramp it up a little bit. So all the orange belt material, they got to learn how to teach all of it in one month, plus giving uh, giving students personal attention, attention using the three times rule. Right. Uh, green belt again. This is just you know one month of material, and then the four uh, the, the four methods of maintaining focus and motivation. Um, again, the green with a white month month three for them, and then the you know setting up the students with mirror Im- imaging, so they learn how to use mirror imaging in teaching.
0: Great. That's awesome.
1: Uh, But all of these have a online test. Even the physical portion has an online test. The mental portion has an online test. And then, of course, the physical portion, they have to come in and do a test physically and teach us how they would teach that information. Right. So on and so forth. So and then at month 13, they have their their online test. They have to do all of the beginner and intermediate, physical and mental. So all the the last months, or excuse me, the last seven belts information. That's a big test. Yeah, I can see. Online. And then so on and so forth. So then when we get into, uh, you know, advanced level, there's three advanced levels. There's three mental les- lessons, you know, how to maximize learning through proper voice inflection, disguising repetition, the four four focus points, their final online test. Then, of course, to graduate out of the advanced level teaching, they have to do all of the intermediate and advanced levels again. So the last eight belt levels. Wow. That's great. I love how you have it laid out. I think that that is
0: essential to being able to like I I know a lot of the listeners who maybe hear this on on uh, iTunes, listen to it, on, you know, and they're not watching it if they have a chance to go to the actual podcast on our Facebook page, because you have it all written out. Um, and you're showing all these examples, uh, yes, and, yes. you know, is visually, but yeah. I, I, lo- I love the fact that, you know, you have it very systemized. So what my, my question to you would be that, um, and maybe you could give some advice to people who are building this out. What would be the steps that they should take to build out a program? Like we're going to try to make a head instructor, a chief instructor within 12 months. Um, you know, these things that you have laid out pretty much spells out what they need to do. Um, but a head instructor, right, is, I guess, is a little bit more than just an instructor. So do you have other pieces of the puzzle that you also teach them, you know, the how to talk to families, how to, you know, do that kind of stuff, and how to deal with a disgruntled parent? Like, where where do you teach that?
1: Yeah, for us, that doesn't happen until they actually become a paid instructor. So we do all of the 24 months of information for the storm team. Once they become an instructor, um, yes, I mean, we have uh, different online uh, uh, trainings that they do. Uh, And then we have weekly meetings, obviously, you know, our staff has weekly meetings that we have different topics that we go over. Um, But we have a structured way of doing our meetings as well, because, you know, one of the one of the pieces in the meetings is that, okay. What's one thing that went well this week? What's one thing that was challenging this week? So that we can cover those issues um, as they come up. And then, um, but yes, we do have kind of like this. We have a uh, a platform that's set up for uh, first-time instructors, you know, to to kind of onboard them. Right, if right. If you will. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would say if you're trying to build a head instructor, I would take the first six months and work on the curriculum and the teaching portion. Right. Right. Take the next six months and then work on the, you know, the communication to the parents and the back end of, of you know, how the floor is going to work and, you know, how th- they as an instructor are going to, you know, uh, uh uh not only instruct the students, but but also instruct the instructors as well. Right. Right. That's really, you know, in order to do that in 12 months, that's a huge task to get somebody yeah. up to, speed to do that well i would think that
0: 12 months is just the portion of where you're starting to prepare them at that moment in time they've been there for quite some time before that right so well in a perfect world yes yeah. in a perfect yeah. world yes right so but if not if you're hiring from outside then a lot of the things that we're looking at probably would hopefully be something that people have um, have in their database right have in their toolbox like they should be able to teach and follow you know all the different instruction methods because they have experience we wouldn't hire a a gym teacher to teach martial arts or a piano teacher to teach martial arts um they'd have to have had
1: experience as a teacher at a different organization or something like that yep yeah no definitely but you yep. gotta just go back and uh, everybody has you know kind of what i was showing you have a plethora of information yeah uh, archives of information somewhere, right? Where you can right. pull from. So, you know, some of this stuff is not original. You know, this one, um, I'm not even sure where I got this. I think this this might have been a, a, a Kovar thing, right? right. Um, this, this one obviously was from um, NAPMA. Right, right. You know, this one's from NAPMA. That's NAPMA, NAPMA napma like i have yeah these are all now this one uh i think this was melody Mm schumann you know uh napma this is schumann uh johnson i'm sorry i keep saying schumann yeah um this is johnson so you know just stuff over the years that i've collected you know what i mean that i wanted to put into those that program and then i have more like you know that's just that's just the storm team curriculum to get them up to speed to become an instructor. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I love when we started, you had said, you
0: know, the different things that they needed. I think that that whole, the key ingredient would be the passion, that love for the art you had mentioned. And then um, the other thing is, I, I, I think that if people are building out a program to teach a head instructor, they gotta kind of almost write it out as if they were doing a script for a movie where a movie script has the wording but it also has different sections of what the scene looks like, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So like, for example, you know, uh, it's in the dead of night and it's windy after, you know, windy, and, you know, and, and it's cold um, and it paints the picture. I think that we have to build out in our minds what our instructors should look, act, talk and be like, right? And then hopefully be able to train them To be like that now we don't want to build robots of and 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 exact clones of ourselves but we do want them to follow the brand and follow the mindset like for example um when i had that one head instructor my people were starting to look more like mma fighters than they were ninjitsu practitioners so that bothered me and i had to stop that um we do teach those skills within our program but that's not all we teach so i wanted them to have the classical ninjitsu art form that's being how they're being taught i didn't want it to be you know one two punch you know uppercut you know roundhouse mutai kick you know that kind of thing i wanted it to be more nimpo-esque like ninjutsu-esque so um, following our brand so i think you have to when you're doing this you have to make sure that the instructor has a good clear picture of your brand right of what you represent of how people should look i know tiger showman um, which is, uh, for people who don't know him, he's a big New York, Pennsylvania school owner. Um, and uh, he has a very, very specific look. And now he does Tiger Shulman. used to be karate. Now it's Tiger Shulman MMA. I mean, his guys are in good shape. Uh, you know, they have, their haircut is high and tight. Their uniforms are ironed and pressed. If they get out of shape, he gets rid of you. He'll fire you for getting fat. You know, And, and he's had lawsuits, which I know he's defended and won. Um, because that you, you stopped being a picture of the brand, right. You know, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to go to a personal trainer. I wouldn't come to you, Dwayne, help, help me lose weight and, you know, teach me how to be better health coach and be in health shape. Um, and, um, and you're 450 pounds overweight, you know, yeah. don't, you don't have that do as I say, not as I do type mentality. Right.
1: Yeah. No, agreed. And, uh, we got, uh, sensei, uh, Kellerman, right. He says, yeah. you know, speaking of scripting, you know, do you, do all of your instructors use the same phrases when teaching I, you know, um, and, I, and I, 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 I'd love to say 100% yes, uh, we do uh, teach it that way. So whatever we say, the video shows and how right. the, the wording is inside the video, meaning if we say you're supposed to pivot on the on the ball rather than, you know, turning, uh, turning your your heel out or something, you know, because we want to put the emphasis on pivoting as opposed just to, for the heel to turn. Um, yes. In most cases, I would say most of our instructors are using the same verbiage and we really try to nail that home. Obviously we leave a little room for creative licensing, you know, because, uh, you know, when I teach a a roundhouse kick, you know, I, my, I liken it to, I I say it's, it's a dog peeing on a fire hydrant booger flicking kick. Right, right. How does a dog lift its leg to pee, right? And then just pretend like you have a booger at the end of your toe and you flick it off, you know, that type of thing. Not every one of my instructors are going to use that phrase, but that's my personality. Well, you know, it's interesting. When you said the word pivot,
0: I think of the TV show Friends. I don't know if you've ever watched Friends, and there's one episode where they're trying to get a couch up a stair. And he's like, pivot. Pivot. So every time I hear the word pivot, that, that brand is in my brain. Now, why do I bring that up? That's kind of, that's kind of what our instructor should think like, like you said, you know, the peeing on the fire hydrant and flicking a booger off your toe. I mean, sh- that's a very descriptive picture of how the leg is supposed to arc into the target, right? So yes, those things are very important uh, to Sifu Kellerman of having Verbiage like we have a, g- a group of moves. There's four moves called the four horse stance routine, and it starts off in a horse stance, ends in a horse stance, and it always has a middle move, whether it be a cross block, or a crescent kick, elbow, or a ridge hand strike. So that would be bad if they weren't calling it the four horse stance routine, and they just called it the four strike routine. Now yeah. there'd be massive confusion, and it'd be hard for the students to actually learn.
1: But yeah, and let me show this real quick, okay? So this is our online university for, um, uh, for our storm team. So, uh, of course, when you have it in the app, it looks a little bit better, right? Yeah. But, you know, they click on, so the white belt curriculum, <laughs> they, click, they click on that white belt material. I don't know why that's doing that. Maybe it's my, uh, there we go. Um, but then they can go through and there's a welcome, the four rules of teaching. I have a video on it um, you know, the, the traditional kick, uh, so the traditional material, the kickboxing. So they do a tension bow, ready stance, sparring right. stance, line position, jab, cross hook, uppercut. I mean, it's, and then there's videos that go along with all of it. Okay. Right? So, and then once they're done, they can go take their storm team online test and then they can schedule their actual physical test, uh, right through the app and everything. Great. So just wanted to kind of show that. No, well, like that, Power that of spark.
0: it really is amazing software. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do without it nowadays, right? It's like so many, I have a I have a client in Australia, uh, he's my age. And um, at first it was like drinking from a fire hose from him. It's like, it was brutal. Like I take four or five weeks to get him. Now, every night I wake up, he's got a new automation going out and he's got all this stuff and I trained him well. And uh, now it's making his life so much easier. So. Having this, though, I love what you did, though, with the lesson plan, the layout. And I, I think that this makes it so that if you're training two or three people at once for head instructor jobs, let's just say, or an instructor level and a head instructor level, you could do them simultaneously and put them through this program. And I think that's the key. You've already set this up.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it is a lot of work in the beginning. I mean, it's a lot of work in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but once once it's done, oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, look, uh, I would say this, and this is what I learned, because I am setting up a new one, mm-hmm. because we did change our curriculum. Um, and so <laughs> my advice would be, especially you Spark users, um, every every single thing that you teach, make the video for. So on, like, um what you saw on there, like they, 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 you know, the teach the attention stance, the bow, the ready stance, the sparring position, what I've gone through now is each like in that, in that lesson I showed you, that's one video. Right. So the problem with that one video is if, if I change one thing, I got to change that whole video. Right. So now what I've done is, uh, because I've gone through and I've, I've revamped things, is each one of the techniques has its own video. So therefore, if I change one thing, I don't have to change the one video with the five things in it. I just change the one video with the one thing in it. Um, it, it, it takes a little bit more to do that, um, but I think it's a lot more. It's a lot more beneficial, and it's easier to change things out in the future. So does that make sense? Am I describing that correctly? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I I love the fact that you're great at doing videos. I mean, you're,
0: you're awesome at doing it. And, um, even with your intro video and your sales videos, they're phenomenal. So I think that people, um, they should understand that, you know, people read something one way, but they see it a different way. And if they could read it and see it, they'd go, Oh, that's what they have that aha moment. Oh, that's what he meant in the written word. Oh, that's what he meant by doing this and that, you know? So I think that's a great methodology in having, you know, the auditory visual and the reading portion and then the visual portion together. So that, that helps clarify most of the time.
1: Good, good. Yeah. I, I'm hoping I just I want to solve the problem before it becomes a problem. That's kind of where I'm coming yeah. from with that.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of struggling myself with certain things where like I find that even though we have all this advanced communication tools through Spark, whether it be push notifications, texts, emails. Um, I find that sometimes people will still just not listen. Like, you know, the other day I sent out a message. Don't forget to bring your, um, I forget what gear it was, cane and, uh, bow staff. So then a few people, not one. So I know that there's something going on, but a few people texted me off of the text that I sent. They texted me back and said, what weapons are we supposed to bring this week? And I'm like, the reason why you're texting me is because you got a text from me, right? Yep. Well, You didn't read the text I sent you. You asked me the question. If you would have just read the text, you would have had the answer. <laughs> so I find that interesting. Right. Uh, I, yeah. Well,
1: that's yeah.
0: Uh, they're distracted. Right. Yeah. They're skimming. They're distracted. They just got a quick. Hey, I see a text. Let me just ask them, you know, like and I'll just ask my question without realizing that the question was already answered. But, yeah, it's definitely great to have audio and video uh, and, uh, you know, written written with audio and then,
1: you know, and video. So, OK, even with with teaching them, you know, uh, I use the video, I use the writing, but then we have them come in and actually not only do the hands on training, but they actually have to come in and physically do a test on teaching. All right. So how do you hold the pad when you're doing the kickboxing combination, number one? And then, you know, they have to they have to hold the pad while we're hitting it. Yeah. You know, they got to do it correctly. And you know what I mean? So what would you say, like you have a head instructor
0: that you pretty much built from a young man and I do as well. What would you say the traits of Mr. Bean is that you love about him as a head instructor? And then I'll, I'll say some about my guy, Ryan, the things that I really, am that he's turned
2: into
1: that we would want to replicate. Well, I, I would go back to those main four, you know, one, he's, he's, he has integrity. He has humility. Um, you know, he loves the art and he, and he loves, he loves sharing it and teaching, uh, teaching it. So yeah. Now I will say he is, um, especially when he was younger, right? He was, so he started with me when he was 11, he's 32 now. So let's just put that in perspective. Yeah. Um, he is a machine. And when I say a machine, like, you know, he, he's a brick and he's, you know, just, he's a robot. That's what I mean. He was a robot um in a good way in a good way yeah. but he did his his level of communication abilities in the beginning is not where it is now right so um there was and I, I I forget how long ago this was this could have been you know probably 10 12 years ago probably 12 years ago yeah it had a gentleman in a wheelchair um who uh also has some other other um uh, disabilities, okay? I mean, he can't use his arms very well and everything, because, like, you know... But anyways, um, he wanted to do martial arts. The only way we could do it was do private lessons. Right. Um, I felt horrible. There was no way I had time to do that. And so I asked Mr. Bean. I said, uh, you know, I'm going to pay you to do these lessons with him. Would you do them? And he said, yes, sir. So now... After all these years, this guy is a fourth degree black butt with us. Wow. Modified, modified. Yeah. But the biggest reason I, I, I had him uh, be with this gentleman, and this, by the way, this guy is my age. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, the, the biggest reason in the beginning that I wanted him to be with him was because Mr. Bean was such a machine that he had, to, it, it forced him to be able to come up with ways to articulate what he was saying without without being able to physically move this guy. Right. So he, his communication abilities went through the roof. Um, and not to mention that Bean has uh, the utmost amount of patience. He's so level-headed. Like, so me, and you probably are this way too, I don't know. I'm this, sh- 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 i right, up, right. down, my emotions are up, down, up, down, right? Right, right. I'm just, I'm a high energy and then a, I fall off the cliff. Uh, I'm high energy and I fall off the cliff. He is so even keel. So anyways, I put him with that, uh, that student and his communication abilities, like I said, just started going through the roof. His ability to be able to communicate and articulate what he wanted done in a way um, without physically being able to move just made him that much better of an instructor. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally, without a doubt.
0: I
2: mean,
1: sometimes we're put in
0: situations that help us become better because of the difficulty if we push through it rather than just run from it.
1: And, and I remember when um, Mr. Russo was my head instructor, a very uh, charismatic person. And when he went off to the military, uh, Mr. Bean was next in line. And I, I was hesitant, not leery, but hesitant. About being being the head instructor because he just did not have emotion, right? It was just right. a machine, a robot. Right. Um, but I, best decision, best decision, yeah, that, that we made. I mean, just best decision. Dude is, one hundred percent all in. Um, now you know I I've turned it over where he runs he runs the lesson plan, he runs the curriculum, he runs the floor. Uh, he has the final say. I had to apologize with him this morning. I, we we have a Wednesday morning meeting, me and him and Mr. Kent, who's running the other school. I apologized to him this morning because last night I was teaching. Uh, we have a, uh, an instructor that's sick. So I went in and was teaching classes and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Like right. I did not take time to go look at, I thought I knew in my head what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't go up and take time to look at the lesson plan. He saw me as lost as lost can be. And he looks at me and he goes, do you know what you're doing, sir? I said, "Uh, sorry, sir. No, I said, I absolutely have no idea what I'm doing. And so I screwed up coming into work for him. That's funny, though.
0: Um, So but so tell me about that, though, like, you know, so and and then I'll tell you a little bit about Ryan. But tell me more like so your lesson plan is laid out, wrapped around your curriculum. And then that's what's being taught in each class consistently throughout the week. Right. So you yep. just came in and you, wing, you winged it, right? You were just teaching and doing your thing when you weren't really following that lesson plan. I did not follow that lesson plan. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, I mean, that's okay at times. I think that sometimes being off the cuff and the head instructor coming in and doing his thing and, and not necessarily being on that curriculum only type lesson is is still good. But I hear what you're saying though. He's got it all down to a science and he, he he's running the you know running it for you there and making sure that you're staying on track.
1: well yeah so like we even have it in the university so I, I had access to it you know this is our fourth quarter here this is the lesson plans I mean uh, right. I didn't call it up. I should have called it up so I knew exactly what I was doing where's it at I'm used to my own app uh, right here we are let's see uh, lesson notes here we are. Yeah all right so here it is eventually it'll pull up. I apologize. So like, I didn't even know what class number I was on. So this is class number one. You know, the focus on class number one is technique. Um, We are in uh, six, I think. Class number six, all I had to do was just call this up in the app. And I would have known what the heck I was supposed to be teaching. Uh, So I was teaching the intermediates. Here it is, you know, What the heck, right? Right, right, right. I mean, that was so stupid of me. And and then he just saw me like a deer in a headlight. That's but it was all right there if I would have just looked at it.
0: That's cool. So um it's so funny. I I just texted my guy Ryan about our lesson plan for the week. He says, I already have one in my head. (laughs) I'm like, it's gotta get out of your head so that we can both be on the same page, right? Yeah. So so I think for me, um, the one the character traits that I love about Ryan is that one, he's dedicated to this school and the students. That's the most important thing that I found about him. So much so that he takes everything very personal, though. That's a part that he has to learn. You and I chatted about that behind the scenes where, um, you know, eventually you get a little hardened. We talked about it last week uh, and not take everything to heart you know, in regards to a student quitting or whatever. I, I have this big kid. He's like 16 years old, um, training like a year and a half, maybe two years, and is coming up for renewal. And the mom's like, yeah, we're not going to renew. He hurt his shoulder twice this year. I'm like, so what? That happens. Like the kid, and the kid came to me like three weeks ago and said to me, um, shiana I, I tend to be a quitter and get lazy. Can you not let me do that? And now we come up for renewal and the mom's like, yeah, we're quitting. The kid actually asked me to help him, and the mom's like, "Yeah, but he he gives me a hard time." I'm like, "But he came to me personally and asked me." But anyway, Ryan, um, for me, is uh, so dedicated. Dedicate. He's the kind of guy that will come in on his day off to paint the, the you know the outdoor playground set, you know, and do whatever he can to really make things look better and prettier, and 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 always updating and fixing the school. So that's somebody that takes a personal interest. It's not just about the money for them. It's part of their life and what they love, right? That's an important thing. Um, The other thing I would say too is uh, hopefully the majority of them are athletes. They're martial art athletes. Like they care about their training still. Like I remember I trained my entire life. I'm 56, going to be 57 this February. Um, And um, my entire life up into my at least mid forties, I was training between, especially in the early days from like, you know, you know, six days to seven days a week. So I never ever stopped training, you know, and I thought that that that's another important thing. Sometimes people get lazy and you can't be a head instructor and be lazy. You can't be a head instructor and be out of shape. You can't be a head instructor and not want to learn. You have to have that desire to continually keep getting better and better and better because that's what people will follow. They will not follow you if you're not that type of person, right? You know, that you, and that's why other organizations will fire people for getting out of shape or not training and not being a part of the you know, the curriculum and so on. And then the last thing that I would say just to, to top it off is that it just takes a special kind of person you, that wants to take martial arts on full time for, for a livelihood, for, for a living, that really wants to do this forever. I mean, it takes a special kind of person to do that. It's not an easy, uh um, career because uh you know there's a lot of ups and downs a lot of mental and physical things and spiritual things that you go through as an instructor like i said sometimes you lose a student that you really thought was the greatest student you put so much time in you've gotten connected with they became your favorite and then they quit and they're gone you have to you have to learn how to overcome that so that's really some of my main traits that i think that are very very important so um yeah anyway um, I guess that's really about it where I'm like, you know, we're almost there. I, I think Dwayne dropped out. I don't know. Maybe we lost him. Um, but uh, that's really what I would say. Those are some of the basic understandings of what a head instructor takes. Um, doing it in a year's time would take some real organization and curriculum and really being able to um, to really understand, you know, what we're doing, you know, really knowing what your layout is on your instruction and so on. So, yep. yeah, I was just going into that and saying that we're kind of wrapping up, Dwayne, with, you know, everything that we had gone over. I talked about Ryan and all that other
2: stuff and so on.
1: Yeah. You know, I would maybe add one of the last thing is gratitude. Um, and and what I mean by that is Mr. Bean and I, we both share the same birth date. Oh, yeah. Uh, our day, I should say, uh, not date. <laughs> uh, both, both of us uh, are, are the 16th of September. And uh, so we bought each other gifts for years um this year he gave me a gift and like i i i talked to him on the phone i said man i said you don't have to spend that much money right like i, I don't expect anything from you yeah and his resp- his resp- uh, reply or his response to me was he goes i just want you to know how grateful i am for the job that you've given me he goes um this is exactly what I want to be doing. This is the skills that I have, um, you know, to do. And I, I just, I want you to understand and know the, how grateful I am, uh, you know, for that opportunity. And that just like, that just solidified everything to me. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: But there's not as many of those people out there anymore that understand that's it there's an old japanese word called giri giri means loyalty right and um it's a very difficult concept for people these days because most people are loyal when it's convenient or i call it convenience morality they're moral when it's convenient but when they when it's inconvenient they'll do whatever is necessary or whatever they feel they should do whether it be right or wrong the same thing goes for loyalty like I try to teach, it's funny, uh, uh, the parents no longer with us when we got rid of them and, and, and it's been a blessing since he's no longer there. I missed a kid, but, you know, one comes with the other. Right. But I would always talk about reverence. Right. You're you know what your guy, Mr. Bean, has for you. That reverence is what makes him get you the gift. And I know we say, you know, you don't have to do it. You don't have to spend that money, but that is their debt of gratitude. And there is in in Japanese martial arts, that's kind of expected. I know it's not in our lives and it's, you know, we're humble and we're like, we don't expect them to buy us a gift, but in the Asian cultures, that's expected, you know, to pay that kind of homage or reverence to your teacher. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that's important. That's a missing part. Like you, do you even get like years ago, one quick question. Years ago, did you get tons of Christmas cards and Christmas gifts and ornaments for your tree? How much do you get now?
1: Uh, very little. It, it, right. it may be from my own instructors, but but not from the right. Yeah, like it used to be like I
0: look at what we, whenever I set my Christmas tree up, every Christmas ornament that's martial art related came from about 1984 to 1990. No, I'm sorry, 1994 to like 1998. That's when I would get tons of gifts. That's bad. and then it kind of just died off. I think people have forgotten over the years of how lucky they are to have great people in their lives. So anyway, that that's Mr. Bean knows that and he's recognized it. That's amazing. And I would yeah. do that for my sensei as well. And you do that for him because you appreciate him. I wish there was more of that in in our world, especially with the students to the to the instructors. Yeah, agreed. Yeah,
1: cool. All right, we're at twelve thirty. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, we covered this topic well enough. Um, you know, maybe we didn't give enough specifics, but I just want to encourage individuals to you know come up with a plan and a structured way of teaching your uh, you know your potential future staff, if you will, uh, so that you have a bent, you have bent strength. You know, obviously I didn't have enough individuals in storm in my storm team in order to uh, you know have more options after COVID. Right. 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 Uh, and that, that also gave me a switch on. OK, I'm going to invite more people to have the opportunity to be on Storm. They don't have to take yeah. it. but I'm going to actually invite more people. And so right. N- right now we've got a lot of interviews that we're doing. We've got more people, you know, stepping onto the team. Uh, and uh, of course, that's an upgrade price as well. And you know what? You'll never get unless you ask. Right. Sometimes we feel like
0: we sh- let's not push. Let's not pressure. Let's not ask. But. Um, there are people out there that are in your schools that, that are probably instructors in the waiting, but if they never get the opportunity, if they never get invited to storm team or team leadership, character development, they're never going to become those people because they're not going to see that opportunity. So we have to make sure that we make that available to people.
1: Yep. All right, Ali. Thanks, sir.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. All the listeners. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next Wednesday arigato
1: Mr. Robato. yeah <laughs> sorry I had to that's okay alright later man see you later bye bye thanks for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast this would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors please check out EliteInsights.com for all your website needs leadhuntermedia.com your online digital marketer and content provider Academy King's BJJ Growth Consulting and Management at growmyacademy.com sparkmembership.com the best darn software for school owner manager on the planet getkaratestudents.com a martial arts growth consulting company for all your school systems